Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this afternoon's briefing. My name is Carol Horner. I'm the Executive Director of the Environmental and Energy Study Institute. We are very glad to have you join us this afternoon for this briefing on what environmental action is China taking after Paris. Obviously, there are many discussions underway in Washington these days. Uh, there are uh, many, many uh, issues of uncertainty, many questions post the election. Uh, the important thing, I think, for all of us to know is that there are, at the same time, many issues that we are continuing to face that are ongoing and through which there are so many people, societies, countries engaged around the world. And certainly in terms of addressing climate and the many facets of that issue are under consideration by governments, by cities, in virtually every country uh, of our planet. And we are just even today hearing uh, information coming back from Marrakesh where there are uh, climate meetings that are continuing that will be uh, finalizing their work at uh, the end of this week. And therefore, it is, I think, particularly appropriate that we have a distinguished panel with us here today to talk about issues that are important to uh, countries that are working together particularly in terms of China, which, like the United States, is a very large greenhouse gas emitter, a large energy consumer, and obviously a very large economy. And therefore, we all have much to learn from each other, and that is an opportunity that we have through engaging in discussions and dialogue with colleagues from other countries, both at their national level and at provincial levels and at local government levels. And we are so pleased to be holding this briefing today in conjunction with the International Fund for China's Environment. And at this time, I would like to ask the president of the International Fund for China's Environment, IFCE, Peng uh, He, to come forward and also remarks. Thank you, Carl. Uh, we are pleased uh, to co-host this uh, briefing of this environment uh, energy study institute. Um, International Fund for uh, China Environment is a long part of the group uh, in Washington, D.C. We've been actually for a quite a long time in this year, exactly 20 years financially. So our main mission is to promote important China environmental and climate changes. Uh, since Copenhagen Climate Summit, uh, we noticed the, the biggest obstacle of international uh, climate agreement. We already rely on the US-China collaborations. So after that, in 2010, we launched a US-China Climate Roundtable. Uh, uh, first one was with the UN Foundation. Uh, since then, we have been every year on the Climate Roundtable bring experts from both sides, thinking tank experts and research scientists, to talk and discuss and dialogue uh, before they head into the uh, negotiating table. So we should help uh, eventually uh, last year's Paris uh, climate agreement. Uh, last year, we spent our dialogue uh, around 
a local city tour. So we invite uh, experts from the US from here and uh, also state officials from different states, uh, Michigan, Arizona, to travel to China and uh, tour different cities, Shanghai, Beijing, Chengdu, Changsha, and they witness and, uh, different activities, um, events uh, about local government, uh, government uh, development. So they are very impressed. So this year we invite uh, people from China, experts from China, uh, mostly from local level, because uh, they are uh, Chinese academic science, uh, to uh, to the US and uh, to learn what's going on in the US. And then also they can use their activities to ask the, the counterparts in the different cities. So uh, Monday they visited Boston. And uh, yesterday they had a round table with the uh, State Department about uh, climate resilience. And today we have a briefing here with, uh, with uh, Capitol Hill. And tomorrow they're heading to the uh, employee, also the Toronto uh, Canada. So we hope this kind of dialogue and uh, talk, uh, both sides can be changing what's going on in the local uh, uh, activities. The most important time the mitigation and uh, adaptation is with our local activities. Uh, we, will have a, we, have a new, we have a new government and there uh, will be some changes, but the local activities will be, will be, will be important. So we hope that uh, through this kind of dialogue and discussion presentation, uh, both sides can learn more each other on the uh, activities, plans, uh, challenges. Then build more confidence on, on both sides. So we can build this together and move forward for the, for the um, local and green development uh, of the world. So with that, I look forward to the presentation. Hope this uh, briefing is informative and useful uh, to all of you. And uh, we look forward to this uh, the talk and the presentation and the follow-up discussions. Thank you. Thank you so much for outlining the whole efforts of this group, uh, which is here learning about what is happening here in the U.S. as well as, as as well as Americans learning in all of these different cities where this delegation is going, learning uh, about the challenges, the problems, and how they are being addressed on the mitigation and adaptation side, uh, which is all a very very exciting dialogue, and we are delighted to be part of that. So we are hearing today from a panel of environmental professionals that is going to discuss some of the challenges and the progress that are associated with setting emission reduction policies, how to implement national climate targets at the local level, as well as how to provide incentives for supply chain sustainability, and many more related issues. So our first speaker of our panel of three, and I want to say welcome to you all. We are delighted that you are here with us. And I should also say at the outset that if you have follow-up questions um, coming out of the briefing today, please let us know, and we are happy to work with our partners uh, to try and make sure that we all um, are able to get those questions answered so that indeed can pursue this dialogue so that we all can <coughs> learn more and help each other through these processes of trying to improve the situation at local levels uh, in 
John King too, and um, Dr. Tu, and I'm sorry for mispronouncing your name, please forgive me, uh, serves as the director of the Chinese Academy of Sciences Scientific Information Center for Resources and Environment in Longshore. This research body advises national level leadership on science and policy options relating to climate change. His work explores the effects of climate change on populations at a regional scale, the role of urbanization in carbon reduction, and as we know, urbanization is increasing around the world. And he is also doing work through the clean development Also, uh, 
So the, the, the core task of the China government is like so many people who want to do the core. And uh, we will find the information from this paper. And uh, we, we developed our economic but left the pollution is left in China. Yeah, we will find the, the PM 2.5. We you know it's a very big problem, environmental problem in China, in North China. Uh, but uh, the, we, 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 if we, when we discuss the economics, we know we want to change our life, the people life, the human life. And, uh, but uh, it's different uh, in, in the developed country and developing country. We will find what the emission, public emission is limited for the people. Uh, uh, we, uh, my, my, my research group has such a research on household carbon emission. It's, uh, it's a very interesting research. We will find that uh, the main developed country have very high, very high house carbon emission. Yeah. And uh, in, in China and uh, some other developing countries, it's lower. Uh, this is from the, the, the many, many scientists in over the world. Also, our, our research in the group have started have a, uh, a research as theirs and have a compared variation. Here is China, per capita household carbon emission is very low, not much too. But in Canada and UK, it's very high, it's per capita. But uh, when, we, when we discuss this, I don't mean um, China will have a high emission and the developed country. It's different because, yes, in the past 200 years, uh, the developed country have emitted so much, but now the, the style is changing. China and also the other developing countries will enjoy the, the high, high, high level technology. We will have a different possible. Also, uh, my research group have a survey research in China for the life carbon, carbon emission. We, we get uh, about uh, 16,000 16, 16, examples in China and include 31 families. With our research fund, the average level for one people in China, carbon emission, is 2.6 tons of CO2 per capita. And the lowest is in Anhui province, in the here. In Anhui province, it's very low, just 1.3. The high, highest uh, region is Beijing city, it's just uh, 2.6. Not too, too high. Uh, yes, uh, I just uh, uh, said. Uh, in China, maybe we will, we will the household carbon emission will uh, rise. But uh, maybe the peak will come in soon. Mm, we will find the difference between between uh, the east region and the west region in China. Uh, it's similar with the west country and the east country, developed country and developed country. Very, very similar. Yeah, we will find. Yeah, 
in China, the urban region, the Hamei region, also called Hamei region, is higher than the rural region. And uh, also a little different, uh, very interesting. And uh, most now in China, the, the Hamei region for life uh, generally is from the basic demands of the life. For example, the high education and the traffic travel or, or, or visiting some or some other place, the high level coverage is very low. <coughs> yes, maybe next time, uh, if the China people their lifestyle uh, continue develop, 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 and uh, maybe have, we will have uh, change change the the date. Yes, uh, it, it will increase. But, but uh, uh, I think not more than the investment uh, Another Another information from the house conditions. Yeah, in China, the house condition is, uh, is improved very fast. From this, uh, this figure, we will find and the housing area is uh, increased very fast. Yeah. But now, maybe, maybe after five or two years, it will arrive with the Yeah, it's uh, maybe not a big problem. And also, we, uh, in China, the infrastructure is increased very fast also. The road, the railway, the waterway, uh, also the flight is uh, increased very fast. And uh, when we will, we will arrive at the peak, I think maybe, yeah, we can kind of discuss this, maybe not more than 10 years. And because yeah, the China government has set the target, uh, we will arrive at the carbon emission peak before 2030. Yeah. This picture shows the, the, the very difference, the difference in China, in, the, in our, uh, in China. And the eastern, the west, the central, and the whole country. And uh, what the emission is different, and uh, also the intensity and the impact, we have a comparison. We will find it's very different in China. Uh, in, China. in the east, generally, it's similar with the developed country. In the west, and we have high emission intensity, but the impact is low. Yeah, it's similar with the development How to deal with the problem in China? Uh, from the 20 years before, uh, 1996, we began to set uh, many, so many climate change targets and a uh, working plan. And uh, we, have, uh, we have a five-year five year, five year plan. Every five years, we will make a, a national plan. From 1996, we do this uh, on the climate change, and uh, so many jobs, and also we get very good achievements. For example, in the, in the 11th five-year plan, we get, we arrive at the target. Yeah, the target is in that five years, and uh, we will reduce the, the carbon emission And in the 12th, five year time, also we, 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 we get the target. 
And uh, now, this year is the open, only year of the third, uh, the third uh, five-year plan. And uh, this year, uh, the central government, the local government, and uh, many departments uh, give, uh, have uh, completed their, their five-year plan. So many. I select several important. And there, we different uh, plan according to their, their, their target and their main task. And uh, generally, it's focused on the three aspects. One is carbon emission reduction. One is adaptation resilience to climate change. It's capacity. And also, we want to have very tightly cooperation with the world. Okay. Uh, and uh, the main target of the national plan in the next uh, five years, we will look, yes, the first task target is to reduce carbon intensity per GDP and to increase the new energy and also build carbon electricity and uh, to accelerate uh, to realize the carbon peak before, before 2030. And we set the, 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 the target and divide it into different aspects. For example, what, how, what is the reduction target uh, before, before 2020? And uh, we will reduce the carbon emission per GDP to 40 to 45% of the level of uh, I'm sorry, uh, 2005. And also to reduce the carbon intensity to 60 to 65 percent of the level of 2005. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, also, the new energy, energy, yes, uh, is a very good job in China. But uh, we still want to do this very, very, very good in the coming next, uh, coming five years, and to increase the ratio of uh, new energy to 15 percent by 2020, and by 2030, and we will arrive at 20%. Also, we have some other, some other uh, targets to, 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 to realize the, the, the engine, engine plan. Uh, from uh, last year, the central government began to build uh, China Trading City. Yes, from this year, earlier of this year, uh, all the all the job is very fast, is going very fast. And uh, next year, 2017, we will achieve to, to open the the, the carbon, uh, carbon carbon trading city. And before 2020, and uh, we will realize the target. Uh, that means uh, going well. Yeah. Um, according to this target, we will, we will, we will, uh, we have also built the uh, detailed uh, work, working plan engines and uh, divide the task to different departments and uh, want to re uh, realize this target before 2020. Uh, this slide will show the detailed. Of the five-year plan, we will find there there include energy energy structure, also the uh, carbon emission per 
blockchain uh, okay. also uh, China government pay more attention on adaptation. It's very important for so uh, big uh, so uh, so big uh, country and uh, in different city, different provinces. And uh, the local government set their adaptation target according to their 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 conditions. For example, in the central uh, cities, they, they, they discuss their work plan on the sea level uh, rise. And in the angry uh, regions, they discuss some other things. Uh, in the different cities, they set their adaptation effort tasks. For example, in, the, in, the, in some cities, they have more reports they will set due to the school city periodical. Yeah, it's very important in China because the city now is bigger and become bigger and bigger. Uh, when the report coming and uh, it's very big problem, but now the government knows this, they will they are building the school city. Also, this slide shows what we will do on the international cooperation in the coming five years. We want to get more high technology from the developed country. We know it's very difficult because, yes, it's all the high technology from the company. Uh, and uh, in China, also, we share our technology to the other developing countries. And uh, we will do, I think, in the coming, in the coming, uh, in the new period of climate change, we can do much on the cooperation over the world. Yes. And in China, we we are doing the low carbon dialogues from 2007. We have built two 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 phases, two phases in China. Now the third phase is uh, is designed by the NRDC. And uh, maybe in this, this, this month or next month, we will release the, the new phase of the low carbon dialogue. Yeah, we will do many things, so many things on the low carbon society building. building. Uh, also, so many, so many cities, they build their local, local government targets of uh, how to address uh, the climate change problems. And uh, we now we are building the new city from the central uh, central central government to local government. We uh, we are building the so many so many targets uh, according to different aspects of the society. Also, this slide is the China carbon trading system. Uh, what uh, we will do, and the final target is before 2020. And such a system will doing well in China. That means so many countries will attend in this city. It will the, the city will become the biggest carbon trading city in the in the world. Before this is a European European carbon city. And uh, the final part of uh, my presentation is uh, the carbon emission fee of China. Yeah, uh, in the five-year plan of China, we discussed before 2030, we will get the carbon emission fee. It's a very, very, very hard job, I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it maybe it, it's easy according to the new uh, new technology, new system. 
new policy. And uh, now, many, uh, more than 20, more than 20 province and provinces and cities say they are their key target by themselves. For example, Ningbo, we are, Ningbo is a city in the east. Uh, it will get arrived at the key in 2018. And uh, most, uh, yes, many, just a part of the, the, the cities of China. Many, many, many cities may be set their target in this year. Then if we, uh, this is the, the cities and provinces have released their target of the key. And uh, I think in the, in, the, in, the, in the end of this year, maybe more, more cities will release their target. And uh, the, final, the final target is the national carbon emissions reach to peak. <laughs> Some provinces and cities achieved the key in advance. Yes, it's second uh, March. Thank you very much, Dr. Tu. That was a, a wonderful, comprehensive overview of the steps that. Uh, your country is taking and the targets uh, that have been laid out and also the challenges that you are also facing with increased urbanization and what that means for uh, dealing with, with emissions and making sure that there is housing and how to best address all of those issues. So we will now turn to Ling Yu, who Ling is the Secretary General of the Taijin Green Supply Chain Association. She holds a Master of Common Law from the University of Hong Kong, where she successfully organized the very first batch of the voluntary carbon and energy efficiency trading in China. We've already heard a little bit about the trading issue. Um, she has also participated in a series of large-scale infrastructure projects and this year, she also undertook the Ministry of Housing and Urban Rural Development's research project on the Green Supply Chain Index for the construction industry in China. So this is a very exciting proposition, and I look forward to hearing much more. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 
marked a brand new era of climate and environment tackling that is more mature and constructive. China actively participated in the negotiation and setting of these international agreements. The new leadership highlighted green development as one of the most important national, national um, as one of the five major development guidelines of China for the next decade, and introduced a series of important national uh, green uh, uh, Pro, uh, national program accordingly in respect of environmental pollution control. Um, Ten rules uh, are introduced respectively for the pollution control of the air, water, and soil since last year. Meanwhile, in respect of combating, combating climate change, China's Intended nationally determined contribution to combat climate change is set for that. Uh, the remarkable achievement made is that quantifiable, uh, measurable, and verifiable targets are set forth in this kind of plan. <coughs> Therefore, uh, trillions and trillions of green demand are so creative. Um, for, for example, the EINDC alone will call for investment amount for uh, amount of uh, thirty trillion RMB from two thousand sixteen to two thousand thirty. Climate change is extremely sophisticated, and the traditional administrative measures are far from sufficient. China actively introduced market mechanisms in this regard, which mainly includes to promote the establishment of carbon-free carbon market. Hopefully, the national one. Integrated market will be launched by the end of next year with an estimated market value of 1.2 billion to 8 billion yuan. China also actively implemented, implemented the uh, greens. Departments also issued a, um, 
a series of regulations to support.
comes by 2012. And in the year of 2015, environmental products total, totaled 136 billion yuan. Tianjin is the first city to start green supply chain management and has developed a city-level pilot in steel construction materials, a low-carbon low city construction, green, uh, government green procurement and market services system establishment. The second, 22nd APEC Economic Leaders Declaration in 2014, endorsed the establishment of APEC Cooperation Network on Green Supply Chain. And Tianjin Palace Center, the center was launched in June 2015. JICA and KT has joined the network by now, which are two leading uh, um, environmental research institutes in Australia and Korea. An English website of the network was launched and welcomed, welcomed by APEC and hopefully to be able to link to link with official website of APEC by the end of this year. To in, enhance information, connectivity, transparency, traceability among Asia Pacific region. A series of rules, guide, guidelines, and standards have been issued, which are the first bunch of this kind in China. A green procurement uh, tool was launched this September in association with the Sustainability Consultant who developed hundreds of tools for Walmart. Tianjin Center launched the first online green bidding system recently together with a leading state-owned bidding platform. The design and construction of an excellent case center is undergoing. In terms of green finance, Tianjin Center developed a green credit evaluation model in construction industry and successfully building, built a green credit evaluation system of energy management contract, which was embraced by some commercial institute. Tianjin released the first green supply chain index, index of domestic listed companies to, uh, of real, real, which was uh, all of them are real property development companies, together with China National Standard Institute. In sum, China's vision of environmental emission reduction and combating climate change is urging a huge potential market. The, the introduction of various marketing measures offers unlimited possibility to attract, attracting international cooperation on technology and capital. Yesterday, the meeting of Ministry of APEC was issued, which vigorously comments the progress of the network. As two of the most important members of APEC, the United States and China may take leadership jointly on the development of the network. I therefore propose cooperation suggestions as set forth below. Firstly, to promote green finance, including offshore green bond, 
green investment fund and offshore carbon market integration. Secondly, to facilitate connectivity of green and low carbon data by website link, link, uh, linkage and information <coughs> sharing. Thirdly, to encourage industrial association and cities in the U.S. to join APEC Green Supply Chain Network. Fourthly, welcome dialogue, workshop, and visits of various types like today's event. Co to co-construct, fifthly, to co-construct green procurement cross-border platform, facilitating advanced low-carbon and eco-protection technologies in the U.S. to enter Chinese market and also future. We have an old saying, old saying in Chinese that when everybody adds for the flames rise high, enter the same sky and border the same ocean, we are called to work together, hand in hand, to tackle the change. Thank you very much. <coughs>
So my view will be uh, from the environmental point of view. So we talked about the reasons. Um, I think I identified the, the stress. So it's external stress and internal stress. External stress, that's the role, the international role of our country, China, is playing in the world. As you know, no matter from the Protocol uh, Control or the Paris Climate Treaty, uh, we have this um, temperature control, and we also mentioned about adaptation, the resilience, and also um, promote finance, uh, financial mechanism to to make sure the treaty can be uh, properly implemented. So China, as you know, we have taken like 20 percent of the world greenhouse gas emission. So this is a uh, uh, big, a huge percentage. So we feel we have the responsibility and the obligation to take actions in the world. So when we talk about the internal stress, as you know, in the past uh, decades, our development mode is very expensive. That is why we consume most of our resources and now we are facing the resources shortage and we are facing severe environmental pollution, the degradation of ecosystem. And now we realize um, all of these have become a obstacle to fill our Chinese dream. So what's our Chinese dream? I think from the person, just like everyone, you sitting here, we want the blue sky, we want seafood, um, and from the macro perspective, I think we are the big country in the world. We feel uh, we have the uh, obligation to be uh, to be uh, to take the positive lead um, to uh, contribute to the world harmony and uh, sustainable development. So this is the features, um, yeah, in the past, uh, I think the five to eight years. And you can see the smog phenomenon in China, very serious. Uh, the first picture you can see the middle-aged woman. She did wear the mask and they're still doing the exercise on the Friday exercise in the morning. And you can see the kids, they wear the mask, walk in the street and go to school. And also you can see the disappearing buildings in the cities. And that's a picture uh, when winter comes and it's still at 4 o'clock in the afternoon that you can not see the sky well. And before I came here, my, my baby, my kid, is just like two and a half years old and he also gets his respiratory problems and uh, very frustrating. So, so the Chinese people now we are realizing we should deal with these issues. And this picture I did from NASA, and you can see uh, here, here is China, I think it's when we get the, the darkest red in the world. And then here this region is Huawei Plateau and the eastern part of China. And uh, here, the, the, the dog here is where I come from, the Sikha province. Uh, it's a flat area. That is why when the winter comes and all the pollutants are accumulated up in the air and it cannot get out. 
And here I would like to share a case study uh, done by uh, Texas University. Uh, it takes three or five uh, cities in China. Uh, with these five, uh, these five cities are very, uh, with very strong representative in China. Here is one. Uh, this one is Beijing, as you know, the capital city, and Shanghai, and Guangzhou, and Chengdu, where I'm from, and Wuhan and Shenyang. So these five cities, uh, they are respectively in five important economic roles. And they take, they take up over 50% GDP of our country, and we have huge energy consumption. And the, the, all these cities are severely affected by air pollution and smog. And so the research based on these five cities can provide pragmatic evidence to pollution uh, prevention and training. So you can see the background from here from the racial pollution status, racial severe pollution, racial good air quality, and average hours of consecutive pollution. And you can see uh, my city, Chengdu, actually is the worst. It's not Beijing. So we always say, okay, we should have more attention from the central government than it's what the local people is always like, um, how to say, asking, asking for. And uh, this is the pictures, um, the, the, the charts. Uh, they show the air pollution status in four seasons. Uh, Beijing has very uh, minimum uh, variation uh, in seasons. So like in every season, it's all more like the same. Uh, but here in Chengdu, you can see winter is really very serious, as I explained, uh, because it's a plane and the pollutants can not come out. So, uh, now we focus a lot on carbon emission control, as uh, we are talking about today. And when we talk about emission reduction, we also feel like uh, for the Chinese people, air pollution control is, a, I think, maybe more important than emission reduction. But it seems these two um, issues are a little bit contradictive because when you want to improve, when you want to do the air pollutants treatment, you have to consume energies. So we have to deal with these two issues together as what we are thinking about the coordinates of control. And here, uh, I took one picture about the energy structure of China, and you can see still um, heavily rely on coal as our uh, many main uh, energy resource. So, but I think in the US, uh, it's, it, it's uh, the major uh, so energy sources need clear power, right? So, so I think we still have a huge gap, uh, a huge space to make improvements. Then, how, how can we achieve the goal? So now here we have the national policy, and once we have the national policies, then our political departments will respond to the policies. And when we have a new policy, it indicates we have a market there. And also, 
we will know, okay, uh, what's the focus, what's the, uh, the, the most attention of the government is trying to do. So we will um, uh, help the government, uh, or help the public understand uh, the current policies through certain uh, education. So here I will list uh, some laws and regulations uh, issued uh, in recent years. But they are just a very few. Uh, you can see, especially the action plan of air pollution prevention and treatment, uh, law of air pollution prevention and treatment, and uh, also the low carbon economy in national and industrial, uh, and also the work plan for greenhouse gas emission control in the 35-year plan. And we also we have, we still have uh, more than this. So once we have a policy at the national level, how can we implement? Um, this is the action plan for the air pollution prevention and control. issued by the State Council on September 2013. And you can see um, here we have 10 actions. Um, the highlighted ones are related to um, emission reduction, like comprehensive control and the reduced emission industrial, uh, optimize industrial structure, promote industrial restructure and technology transformation, improving innovation uh, capacity, uh, also like uh, increase uh, clean energy supply. But all of these are very uh, like at a macro scope, macro level. But how can we implement? So I will take uh, my province as the example, that sequence of province. So once we have the national level uh, action plan, and our provincial government will make the response, uh, we will take, uh, will respond to the national plan. So we will have the provincial action plan. And then once we have a provincial uh, action plan, the cities in the province will take the uh, further response. So we will have the city level action plan. And in each city, we have many several districts. So the districts will respond to the action plan as well. So we'll have district action plans. So like this one, this is uh, the provincial action plan for the uh, air pollution prevention and control in Sichuan. And you can see uh, this one uh, uh, becomes uh, like more detailed. Uh, it will say, okay, we will fix up the capacity, uh, we will do the general control of coal consumption, operate and move out the heavy food industry, we will do the desulfurization, the electrification, uh, that's the move. And we also will renovate coal, find uh, owner, uh, we will do this these days. So it will be like more in detail. And then when it comes to the municipal uh, level action plans, we will list specific projects, such as, okay, in the city, we have these plants, so we'll say, okay, in these years, and these plants must do this kind of improvements, meet these certain standards, so you should do this, you should do that, and it will be put into this action plan, the city level action plan. So 
So when it comes to the district action plan, they will be more in detail. It will highlight the guiding unit, responsible unit, and participating unit. So you will know who's doing what. And then the second piece that I would like to share with you uh, from the low-common economy in National uh, Echo Industrial Park. This is issued by the General Office of the Ministry of Environmental Protection. The purpose of this is to urge the National Echo Industrial Park to incorporate this theory of circular economy, low-common economy, and the echo industry. Take low energy consumption, low emission, less pollution as foundation to improve energy use efficiency and energy structures through industrial optimization, uh, technology innovation, and operating management. And uh, I don't know how many of you have been to uh, Early Mountain. This is a really uh, famous uh, site. Uh, it's trans, it's also the World Health and Natural Energy site. And you can see a few of you. But uh, I have to tell you, this beautiful site is only five to six kilometers away uh, from the Hebei city. But this city uh, is an industrial city, and its major um, and its major um, economy depends on, uh, as you can see, the chemical and building materials. So it, it really has very uh, heavy pollution. So that, that is why the city realized, okay, it's very important for us to develop the echo industry. That is why they do this um, echo industrial park. Um, as you can see, what are the improvements they, they are making. And then they will, once they reach the municipal uh, standard echo industrial park, and they will try their efforts to move to the provincial standards and then to the national standards. So they're still on their way. Uh, and this is really new, the ecological nine, uh, red nine, what we are doing. Uh, so what is red, ecological red nine? So it's a line uh, drawn up based on or referring to the areas of major ecofunction, ecogrammatical sensitivity and uh, frag, uh, fragility. And it's a bottom line for national and regional eco-security playing an important role in maintaining eco-security, guaranteeing eco-service function, and supporting economic and social sustainability. So the echo, um, so the red line will help us clarify the maximum consumption of resources to strengthen the coordination of the control of total consumption of resources and management of consumption intensity. So also the red line, we have the national red line. But like the case in Sichuan is we, all, we have the provincial red line, but they include the same line. And so then um, when we close down, we have the municipal level red line and the county level red line. So this is the map of Sichuan, and the, the, the part on the left is red. And so you can see, uh, oh sorry. So all the red are waiting lines, which means we cannot develop anymore. So they are protect, protected. And I have put several slides. If the time is limited, then we can leave it for uh, uh, 
Islam as city, can do the capitalist trend. Uh, this is another um, city, and this is our architectural uh, region. So what the Red Nine um, protect? So they protect grassland ecosystem, forest ecosystem, and wetland ecosystem. And all these systems can contribute to the compensate. That is why it's very important for us to, um, to uh, follow the, the, what the Red Nine, um, what we are waiving the Red Nine. So at the core, you may ask uh, if you have uh, restricted the uh, religious uh, development, so how about the poor people? So the, the, the central government, the national government, will provide financial support to the locals. So, yes. Uh, and this is the last picture I would like to share, share with you. Uh, before I came to US, I traveled to Tibet. And the altitude here is um, 4, 000, more than 4,500. And my colleagues told me like five years ago, this region was slow capped. But now we cannot see the snow anymore. Like even now, sit here, there is no snow. So I just want to say like global warming, climate change is really happening. Um, maybe I, I know there are still like arguments uh, about uh, whether it's, it is real happening, whether it is caused by the human behaviors, but like in my point, in my personal point of view, yes, we know it's happening. It doesn't matter. Um, it is doesn't matter whether we have figured out it, the causes, where the causes come from. We just do what we should do. Otherwise, well, if we find okay, it's the human's fault that if we want to take actions until that day. It must be too late. So, thanks for your attention. Thank you very, very much. That was very powerful. And I think the that's the very first time that I've heard the term ecological redline, uh -huh. uh, which is very, very interesting. And in terms of thinking about the really large areas mm -hmm. that are set aside in terms of understanding their whole role with regard to carbon sinks, eco-services, and what that means, and then how things are enforced. So I hope we are able to discuss some of this. Um, I would like to ask if you have questions, uh, please go to the microphone it's right here in the aisle, and uh, we welcome your questions. And if you could identify yourself, please, that would be great. Do you have any questions? Um,
basically uh, the Chinese carbon market, you know, the, the credit are issued by the central government. And there are two kinds of carbon credit. One, the one is um, uh, um, uh, uh, based on mandatory uh, um, cap, and another kind is uh, voluntary reduction. So, because China's carbon market has not yet related to uh, uh, other countries, so I think at this stage. It's very, it's very difficult for the for Chinese carbon market to recognize the, you know, the re- reductions from overseas to be recognized. I think at this stage, and also, uh, China's market has not yet even linked to the the management of green supply chain. Even I think, so we have a long way to go. But I think there are spaces. Yeah. Well, one aspect of that, the difference is between international credit trading between the regulated EPS and the voluntary markets. So I'm wondering if uh, those will progress in different paths or voluntary voluntary credits could be traded internationally if they were all of the same standard, if they all were credited the same way or verified the same way. Uh, yeah, I think we need to work jointly to to promote this kind of uh, arrangement. I think yes, there are less spaces. I I I, I fully agree with you. Yeah. And you had indicated before that a lot of this was being done in conjunction with APEC. Yeah. So that hopefully that also provides opportunities to involve. Yes, and also the technical support is very important to to realize your concept. I think because uh, the uh, network cooperation network of green supply chain endorsed by APEC uh, provides us a potential for future, you know, integration of um, not on, uh, of uh, uh, voluntary uh, credit. Or, and maybe someday uh, mandatory market, carbon market. Thank you. Uh, hi, my name is Kevin. Um, I'm from Citizens Climate Money. I have several questions uh, for Professor Chu and Professor uh, Wu. Uh, first question is um, China's seven pilots, Yes, it's a very good question. This is uh, such a question uh, I will be uh, asked by three people. Uh, in China, we know it's a central government city. Maybe yeah, we, when we say, say, said the central China government said something that's just wasted. Generally, it's a little maybe it's a little complex. 
and uh, we have the central city. When we, the central government, government set the target of uh, to build uh, such a carbon trading city, yes, that means so many, so many factories. Yeah, generally it's factories, maybe companies, and we will attend the issue. We, the central government will set a standard for the carbon emission. And uh, uh, beyond this, this, this data, they should attend in. That means uh, here they will operate uh, for reduction, carbon, carbon emission reduction. And in the local, 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 local government, they, they, they should, they want to, to collaborate, uh, yeah, make together the two or more than two uh, environment target aims, and uh, for example, climate, energy, and carbon uh, pollution, they meet it together. That, 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 that means uh, carbon emission is just one part of their the local government's uh, uh, target. They like, they love to do this and reduce the, the, the carbon emission and reduce the pollution emission. It's, uh, yes, it's an uh, interactive city. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have another question regarding um, this question. Um, it's our city that um, the carbon lines and those seven pilots were actually over um because of red and distribution method. Uh, what are your thoughts on this issue and what are the ways that the national ETS, uh, emission trace system, can avoid making the same mistake in the next few years. Excuse me. Excuse me, can you uh, repeat your uh, question slower oh, sure. and make sure we can understand so, you very clear, clearly? Uh, so. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, I'm not a repeat English person. We say in Chinese. My scholars say that the carbon lines were over allocated almost in every pilot's grandfather and distribution method. Um, what are your thoughts on this issue and what are the ways that the national emission trace system can avoid making the same mistake? Okay, that's fine, that's fine. Um, yeah, actually, uh, you know, uh, carbon control in China just uh, started from maybe 10 years ago, and uh, the bases are very big. So, uh, actually, to the best of my understanding, China uh, launched its uh, carbon uh, reduction plans mostly uh, rely on the carbon market. So there are many issues because, you know, we have no data, uh, data record. And uh, we, we are not, uh, the, you know, because, the, uh, because uh, we don't have this kind of uh, uh, reliable data, histor historical data. And because of the uh, dramatic uh, development of the economy, so it's very difficult for. It's, I think it's m much more difficult than the U European United U uh, European to allocate their credits. So I think 
uh, at some in some degree, there are some kind of these issues, but we do it better than we do nothing. We make everybody make mistakes, but you can only improve by make, make mistakes sometimes. Thank you. And that way, you will also begin to gather data so that you will establish better baselines yes. and be able to move forward. Yes. Hi, my name is Mayor Arbonne. I report with the news. Thank you very much for this discussion. All three of you mentioned international cooperation between the U.S. and China's climate activities. But we had an election here last week in the United States, and the incoming administration has a new view of cooperating with China and has plans to withdraw from the Paris Climate Accords in particular. How important is U.S. buy-in or U.S. cooperation to China's domestic activities as far as fighting climate change? And how will that affect China's ambitions going forward if the U.S. does not participate as actively as they have in the past? Yeah, <laughs> it's very, very patience. And uh, yeah, because the world changed every day. <laughs> and uh, now, uh, China government have begun the climate change actions from uh, 20 years before. We do much uh, on this. And uh, before 2005, year 2005, uh, we just do the climate change in the science level and uh, maybe in the, also in the energy aspect. When the Kyoto Protocol go to power, green power, and uh, we do many, very, the, 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 the climate action increase very fast. And uh, we built a new CDM in China. And from, uh, yes, then that means 10 years before. And uh, our target is very clear. Climate change is uh, tightly, tightly related to many things in China. Uh, the, the core task of the China government, from the central government to local government, development is uh, a very important task. But uh, environment is also very important. Yes, in the Liu, Mr. Liu, Ms. Liu's presentation, we have found the pictures, the photos for the pollution air. It's very important for China also. From last year, we released three, three law, three plans on the soil, uh, air, air, and water, and uh, it's very clear our environmental ta target. We missed together of the, 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 the targets of the climate, pollution, and uh, development, and uh, energy, so many. And uh, we found we can do this if we, 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 we mix, mix together such targets. Mm. Yes, uh, if the political changed, maybe US 
U.S. do change for the climate policy, I don't think it's the basic will be changed. In 2001, President Bush said U.S. go out of the Kyoto Protocol. But then, yeah, now the, from uh, 2014, uh, no, 2014, 14, yes, and um, Obama and uh, President Xi, they discussed uh, further on the climate change. We opened the new period of climate change, the world climate change. And the uh, Paris Agreement is, uh, I think, opens the new door for the climate uh, affairs. And uh, we found the new bright uh, tomorrow for the climate change over the world. I think the trend will be not changed, never. Thank you. May I add something with okay. the comments? Uh, actually, we borrowed the concept of uh, carbon trading from the USA. And we are persuaded, we, uh, China, in many occasions, China are persuaded by uh, the USA and other um, developing countries to fighting climate change. And now we are facing a very interesting uh, situation. And uh, I think China has sent a very clear signal. China has uh, used greening its greening development as its development principles. So I, I don't think China will change. Even anybody else won't do the thing as they promised. But I think the the participation of the U.S. is very important for China because this is the two important economies in the world. Uh, if, we, uh, if the degree of collaboration uh, reduced, uh, um, I, I don't think China, have, China will, uh, will uh, face greater pressure domestically and uh, um, overseas to carry out its um, actions. Thank you. Hi, my name is Ian. I work at the China Environment Forum for the Wilson Center. And my question is directed to uh, India still. Uh, citizen science has been growing uh, strongly in China over the last uh, few years where now you have non-governmental organizations working with governments at the district and city level uh, for implementing their environmental programs. Uh, for example, Green Mountain worked with the city of Changsha to develop their Green Fiber Plan. Do you think that the trend of the Chinese government allowing greater impact to come from civil society, from sources that are external to the Chinese government itself it is going to continue or do you feel that there's only so much in respect to the environment there's only so much to be done before the government continues to keep on exerting its own effects? 
Yeah, thanks for your uh, explanation. I'm not very much involved in that research program. You say you from Hong Kong, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, 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 uh, I obtained my... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we learned a lot uh, last time, uh, la la this Monday in Boston. They do a lot of research on this, but in China, uh, I'm not uh, come from the re research uh, area, uh, area, so I'm not quite sure. I, I think, this is about Originally, I was from the Mitra Science Technology, which is a funding agency for, for research. And I think uh, before I came here, around 10 years ago, we already started funding uh, research regarding uh, climate change adaptation. We support some, some research institutions. They can come up with, with some modelings to model uh, the forecast the future sea uh, rise level
horrific typhoons that have hit various parts of China. And so I think all of those things have an impact in terms of, think, of local governments thinking about how do we adapt, how do we become more resilient. The same conversations that so many cities here in the U.S. are also having, which is why I think conversations among all of us so that we can figure out how we do a better job with regard to our infrastructure is terribly important and can be very, very powerful. Um, so I want to thank you all very, very much. Thank you. Um, and I hope that if you have additional questions, please do ask them. Uh, let us know. Uh, and I want to thank our wonderful panel very, very much for your being here, for sharing your concerns, your expertise. And now we look forward to hearing about all of the things that you're going to accomplish. So thank you. Thank you.